Happy November 1st, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of Dealing with Stupidity. Where if you're new, this is where I give you life lessons that will keep people from wanting to smash your face in. In my attempt to make you a better person, or at least be a more bearable, <laughs> bearable asshole. I'm still Kevin, and I'm still here. And uh, how you guys doing? Did you guys have a happy Halloween? Did you get some candy? Look, if you went trick-or-treating and uh, listened to this podcast, then you're a loser. Um, did anyone knock on your door begging for candy? We had some little shit ring our doorbell on Tuesday, which was the day before Halloween. Um, and, you know... <laughs> My wife just happened to be by the front door and just click, turn the light off. We usually leave our front porch light on anyway. So she just turned that shit off. Let, let the kid figure it out. Um, but who, who the hell goes the day before? Who, go, who goes trick-or-treating the day before? You can't change that. You just can't make Halloween the day before because Tuesday is a more convenient day for you to go trick-or-treating with your kids. What a shithead. What kind of parent are you? Asshole. Mm. But uh, Tuesday also, that's before we left for the evening, or uh, we went to our son's t-ball game. And, you know, some kids had their costumes on. I guess they had trick-or-treat or Halloween parties and shit at school or whatever the hell they do. And there was some kid dressed up, um, little fat kid dressed up as the Flash. Or at least that's what his costume was supposed to be. The Flash, you know, like the uh, comic book character Flash. All he had on was a damn Flash t-shirt and jeans and tennis shoes. You know, I you don't expect kids to go full-on uh, <laughs> full movie costume, I guess. But that, this was the laziest fucking costume I've seen. And he was a wreck. He was fat. I don't like making fun of kids, but when you're that overweight at like 10 years old, then you're a shitty parent and you didn't even have the common courtesy to get him a real costume or say, Hey, look, son, you gotta, you gotta fix that shit. You look like, you look like a bum. No effort whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, it was even, even funnier when, uh, well, another parent, Asked him, or some one of the kids asked him, What are you supposed to be? I'm the Flash. And he took off running like he's so fast and all this shit. And then he was like winded after 15 feet because he's so out of shape at 10 years old or however he was way too young to be that fat. Oh, what a, what a horrible parent you are if you let your kid get that fat and don't even have the common courtesy to get him a decent costume. You're a butthole. Anyway, my kid, of course, had a, had a blast last night, and uh, he got some candy. Man, there's some just lazy fucking parents out there. They they do this thing now called trunk or treat, where instead of just going to door to door in your neighborhood like we used to as kids, or it wasn't even that long ago that kids used to do that. I guess they say it's safer these days. Just have like a, they go to like a 
church parking lot or a gymnasium or some shit and everybody sets up their little crap and the kids go through and just, you know, it's almost like a, a bread line you see from the 20s, you know, during the Depression, just kids meandering through. Not even, there's just, there's just no emotion to it anymore. It's just like, all right, I'll go to this spot. Here's your candy. I'll go to this spot. Here's your candy. Go to this spot. Here's your candy. What? I don't know. Just depressing what, what Halloween has turned into. Even when my son, just a few years back, when he was really into Halloween, we'd go to our in-laws' neighborhood, and, and they'd go from door to door, and everybody would have the, the this little neighborhood Everybody was into it, you know, and then just over the last three, four years, it just went to shit and just everybody just meets up at a parking lot and just pathetic. No imagination. Anyway, that's how Halloween went, I guess. I hope yours was great. Um, <laughs> I didn't really, well, I didn't really pay attention. Last night. I don't even know if any kids in my neighborhood did it. I don't fuck them. So, if you listened to last week's episode on mascots, which I did, I had to listen back to it. What a sack of shit that was. That was bad. That was me after a bad day at work, coming home, having a few drinks. At, no, it wasn't. It was on a Sunday. My, my wife wasn't here. Uh... It was on a Sunday I recorded it. I just I had a bad, it was a bad week last week. So I got drunk Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because when you give me free time and a large bottle of vodka, something's going to get damaged. And it was my liver. I thought, what a great idea. I, I skipped my podcast Thursday, recording Thursday. Well, I don't want to go ahead and do it, you know. I got nothing to do Sunday. I'll record it. Man, I listened back and it was it was horrible. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna have to ease up on the drinking this week. And I think I've already eased up on the drinking, drinking. And uh, I'm drinking coffee now instead of a, my usual alcoholic beverage. Even though I did have a shitty day, a horrible day, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna do that again. Not not anytime soon. So I'm going back on the wagon, giving up drinking, be, ease up on my liver, clear my brain a little bit in hopes I can get back on track with my stupidity. Uh, I also would say Ole Miss was not founded on racism. I forgot I even said that, but I listened back. They were not founded on racism. Um, but there's still a bunch of whiners for being all butthurt about the whole Colonel, Web, <laughs> Colonel Reb shit and all that. They can still suck a butthole, so... Um, still don't like Ole Miss, but they were not founded on racism. Anybody have found <laughs> had was offended by that comment? I apologize. Who am I bullshitting? I don't apologize. I'm just you ought to know that whatever bullshit flies out of my mouth, whether to believe it or not, and you should. So let me uh clean up a little bit and want to thank Anna Nicole and just George over the just George media.com podcast. Check them out. They've been pubbing me a little bit. I'm going to pub them back a little bit. Check them out. Good website. Good cod past podcast to listen to. See, I can't even talk when I'm sober. 
my my brain just doesn't know how to work. Give them a give them a shout out. Check out their website. Go over to the No Book Cookbook blog. Check out what they got going on. Some recipes. Um, see what's up with their football thing. I hadn't listened to them yet this week, but you should. I hadn't listened to anything. I just come home from work grumpy, and that's it. Now we I did T ball with my son Monday, Tuesday, and all that bullshit. And last night, I don't know. I was just fucking worn out. Whatever. So anyway, check out justgeorgemedia.com podcast and check them out. Great stuff. Listen to it. And uh as far as I go, for questions and comments, please email me at dwstupidity at gmail.com. Go to dealing with stupidity. <laughs> See? DealingWithStupidity.com, hit the contact page, and you can question me about anything you want, comments, suggestions, complaints, suggestions, suggestions, complaints, or even insults, which I dare you. I'm still working on an episode from your insults and shit. Not getting as many as I thought. I know I've probably scared off a few people in my last couple of podcasts because I have a drinking problem, but I am on coffee tonight tonight yeah drinking coffee mellow out so if you hear me slurping it's just coffee and i apologize or hit me up on twitter at dw dealing with stupidity at dw stupidity follow me man spread the word thunderbird so tonight or this week's topic <clears throat> God is a uh, you know they're uh, holy shit they're known by various names around the world eighteen wheeler semi tractor trailer big rig transport single lorry arctic and on and on personally I refer to them as big hunks of shit that are nothing but a rolling roadblock or assholes. When I'm cut off by one. Yes. These are the things that are a cause of great annoyance in my life. Every single time I drive somewhere. Almost every day I see one of these big assholes that do something either completely ignorant or something even dangerous. I'm talking about 18 wheelers. In case you haven't, I didn't fill you in. Because I almost got just absolutely mauled by one last week. For being a douche. Just, you know, you've seen them just run the fucking red lights or whatever. Uh, I'll get into that. They tie up traffic. They create accidents. They're dangerous when there is any kind of participation (laughs) precipitation on the roads. And you're usually driven by some meathead that shouldn't even be driving a golf cart across a fucking parking lot. Annoying. So, and we've all had these things happen to us. They go to pass another 18-wheeler and they're only going about a mile an hour faster. Are the assholes that drive in both lanes going to the same speed for five miles? You know, where you're just gripping your steering wheel and just going, come on! (laughs) They take, take up both lanes on city streets, especially at red lights. Come up to a red light 
and they're hogging both lanes, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm fucked now. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Sitting there at the red light, no traffic's backing up, and everybody behind them is just fucking cussing. Why, why couldn't you get in the same lane as the other guy? Just fuck up one lane. Give us at least one lane. I know, or they they're, they try to beat the turn signal or keep going with the flow of traffic at a turn signal. Even though their arrow is long gone, they still whoosh on by. I saw a lady almost get nailed the other day, trusting that the shithead would stop when he was supposed to. And of course, they're not going to. That's almost how I almost got killed the other day. I'm exaggerating. I wouldn't get killed. My car would have been fucked up. You know, they'll pull out in front of people when they're exiting a parking lot, which I see daily. You know, and if they waited another 10 seconds, the group of cars the asshole cut off would have gone past and he could have avoided pissing everybody off in that little group. And you know, you got the ones that can't drive for shit that take too wide of a turn and about to rip the front of somebody's car off. You see that a lot. I know they need more space to turn, but some... Some of them really are horrible at it. Horrible. And then, this isn't always 18-wheeler's fault. Then there are the idiots that will ride right next to an 18-wheeler when it's raining on the highway. Probably one of the most dangerous places to be on the highway when it's raining. Pass them. I'm telling everybody, pass them for your own safety. Get the hell by them. Not only are you screwing it up for everybody behind you, but everybody, nobody behind you can see because of all the fucking overspray that he's dishing out and you're adding to it all the turbulent air is just flinging that shit everywhere so nobody can see shit. Pass them so we can pass them also. Either pass them or get the hell out of the way, for God's sake. Are you trying to kill everybody? You people that do that, are you fucking trying to kill everybody behind you? These are just some of the normal everyday shit that you see that are dangerous or just flat out annoying or fucking stupid. But I complain. I complain about 18-wheelers, big rigs, semi-trucks, whatever you want to call them. But unfortunately, they are a necessary evil in today's economy. (laughs) You like being able to go to the store and buy whatever you want, whenever you want. Or if going out of the house to shop isn't your thing. You like to have whatever you purchased online delivered in a cheap and timely manner. Well, without them, none of this would be possible. In the U.S., trucks deliver almost 70% of all freight transported each year, equaling around $671 billion worth of products that are sold. There are roughly 2 million tractor trailers operating in the United States, and I would guess probably three-quarters of them on the road at any given time. That's just a guess. As far as any on a get at any given time, but I found that fact out. There's roughly two million of these bastards rolling around in the U.S. The reason I'm doing this episode is because I was almost clobbered by a semi the other day. 
that ran a red light and have witnessed them running red lights several times on my commute to and from work almost daily. And, uh, but I want to add that initially this was going to be, you know, my comedic or attempt to be funny version of bashing these people. Pointing out everything they do wrong. And they do do a lot of wrong. But I've got a little more respect for them now after a little research of, of the goings on, what they have to deal with and all that crap. There are dangerous, <laughs> there are dangers involved with these large turds that clog the streets on a daily basis. So you have to be aware of what's aware of what's going on. As much as I hate these things, I respect them because of the damage they could do to my car and or me. You know, with the load, these things, meaning when the trailer is full, these things can weigh up to 80,000 pounds and they can't maneuver near as well as we can in our cars, our measly little cars, which means they take a whole lot further to stop and a lot more room to swerve when you're driving like a dick, dick (laughs) or an idiot. Uh, So when these idiots run red lights and when some of you jackasses merge onto the interstate at doing, you know, like 40 miles an hour, there's a good chance someone is going to get messed up and it's not going to be one of these assholes in a fucking semi. It's simple math or physics. 80,000 pounds versus 2,000 pounds. Who's going to win? Not your little civic. And, you know, we've all heard the stories or, or seen them portrayed in movies and and TV shows and whatnot as psychopaths and meth heads. But that's not always the case, I found out. Some of them seem to drive like idiots because they are probably just plain fucking tired and are frustrated with all the dumb shit that normal people do in cars who can't drive worth a shit either. So add it all up. A lot of these guys are underpaid, have been awake for way too long because they have to be. Um, they're fucking tired. They don't get paid shit. They've got deadlines. And you throw, you know, like I was saying, you throw the normal idiot on the highway or on the roads and you throw that in there into the equation. And then you got, you got the mayhem that you see. And a lot of them just flat out don't fucking care. I don't give a shit what stats and what websites I've felt or I've followed, followed, found. I think some of them are just dicks. I get it's. I think it's one of those jobs that turns you into a dick. Has to be. I couldn't do it. I'd run fucking over people all the time. So. What was that going with this? Here are some fun facts I learned or stole, if you want to be honest about it, off this website I found. Um, so it's the balance, smb.com, freight trunky, and DOT hours. I'll have a link on my website if you want to, if you care. Okay, here we go. Drivers may drive up to 11 hours, but are limited to 14 hours in a duty period. Drivers must take a mandatory 30-minute break 
by their eighth hour of coming on duty. The 14-hour duty period may not, may not be extended with off-duty time for breaks, meals, fuel stops, etc., now, there's a lot more rules and regulations and exceptions and whatnot that you can look up yourself. Go to the episode page on my website if you really give a shit. The rest of it reads like some kind of riddle in another language and can get a little confusing and boring. So I'll, I'll save you that. But I pulled these out of the article because of how stupid that is. Like, how many of the drivers out there are pushing the limit? And... What do you think some of these clowns are doing to stay awake? Now, I've driven over eight hours before um, and only taken a 30-minute break to get gas and take a piss. And that was brutal. Eight hours straight, 30-minute break, piss, gas, grab one of those nasty hot dogs out of the fucking heat box, <laughs> heat box roller things in a Circle K or whatever the fuck. It'll lock your intestines up for days. <clears throat> and I'm someone that can go without little sleep most of the time. But I was down in coffee, energy, energy drinks, and all that kind of shit. Imagine what some of these low-life fuckers are doing to stay awake to keep themselves alert. Supposedly alert. But they have to. If they want to make any kind of living doing this job. Because most employers of these guys... Most of the employers are money-grabbing shitbags like any other industry and is riddled with fucking just asshole employers. Expect too much for too little, little, get no respect, and it never seems then. They probably get a lot of that, if you want to keep your job, you have to do this kind of bullshit. So sometimes they have to push a limit, be on the road for weeks at a time, not see their family, get paid dog shit, treated like dog shit, and so on and so on. So it's not surprising some of them turn into assholes and just drive like maniacs. I would imagine. At least that's what I'm putting myself in that situation. In 2016, the latest stat that I could find with my limited research and without getting completely bored the fmcsa or federal motor carrier safety administration there were approximately four hundred and seventy-five thousand police reported crashes involving large trucks this is in the u.s there were 3,864 or 0.8 percent fatal crashes and 104,022 percent injury crashes now Remember that accident Tracy Morgan was in back in 2014 where that son of a bitch in a Walmart truck rear-ended the van Morgan and his friends were in? You remember Tracy Morgan from Saturday Night Live, comedian. He's been on uh, 30 Rock and all that stuff. Funny guy, if you don't know who he is. Well, anyway, you know, he was in a coma for quite a while and almost died but his friend James McNair did die. Come to find out that the son of a bitch driving the Walmart truck was doing 20 miles over the speed limit and dozed off while he was driving along and slammed right into him. It's absolutely disgusting what happened to McNair. Morgan was jacked up for a long time trying to recover from that. I don't, I'm not sure he's 100% now. 
But if you just search for Tracy Morgan's accident, man, the van they were in was fucked up. You wouldn't have thought anybody lived from that. So, what was this quote? Uh, Hours of service rules cannot address what drivers do on their own time. NTSB Chairman Christopher A. Hart said in a news release, this driver had been on duty 13 and a half hours of a 14-hour workday, but had been awake more than 28 hours at the time of the crash. Fatigue management, management programs can help. <laughs> I'm laughing at just how stupid that is. The driver of the truck had been awake for more than 28 hours at the time of the crash. 28 hours. You tell me he's just doing that on uh, uh, a healthy diet and water. Bullshit. He had already been on duty 13 and a half hours. Can you imagine driving for 13 and a half hours? 13 and a half hours straight. I'd go bananas. So the NTSB pointed out that Walmart discussed fatigue as part of its driver training before the crash, but did not have a structured fatigue management program in place. To its credit, Walmart has taken steps to bolster its driver fatigue education and policies since the crash, Chairman Hart said. Today, we recommended that Walmart implement a fatigue management program. Uh, It takes somebody getting fucking killed. You think? You think they might want to do that? Isn't that just typical of an empire like Walmart? Eh, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. You know, and then some fucking Claude who's been up for 28 hours kills somebody, almost kills two people, almost three people. I think there was somebody else in the van. Take somebody to get killed before you do anything about it. This is an 80,000 pound fucking chunk of metal that can't stop, even if on a dime, even if the guy hadn't have dozed off. Fucking scumbags, man. Now, there are specific rules for truckers that need to be enforced a little bit better to ease up. On them clogging traffic. For instance, most, if not all, states do not allow them to drive in the left lane unless they are passing. I see this being ignored all the time. And, you know, and passing for them takes, it could take up to five fucking miles, depending on the stretch of road you're on. I never see that shit in force. Never. And I think I live in a state that is supposed to be enforced. But there's a road I take to and from work every day. It's a two-line, two-line, two-lane stretch where trucks are not allowed. It's specifically posted. Yet, <laughs> yet there's always one there. It's, it's. I never see it on my way to work, but on my way home from work, at least once a week, there's always one there screwing up traffic, just jacking up the flow. And it comes to an intersection, a four-lane or 
an intersection with a four-way light. And if one of these dirt bags gets stopped at the light, it backs up pretty damn quickly uh, behind him. And the light is only long enough for, um, for a few cars to get through anyway. And it works fine when it's just cars. But you throw an 18-wheeler in the mix, you're fucked. Because it, it takes him a whole light to get through. And then it fucks up the cross traffic because, you know, they want to get through. So it backs it up. Now, and it's just long enough for one of, for one of these jackasses to get through. It's a minor inconvenience. But when it happens, it's as annoying as all hell because normally... Like I was saying, it's a pretty efficient uh, intersection. And when it's two semi-trucks stuck in there at the light on top of fucking slow-moving old ladies and shit, uh, you're fucked. You're going to sit through at least four or five lights. And you just want to yank one of those bastards out of the cab of his truck and just pull him on the ground Unzip your pants and just piss all over his face. I think shit like that needs to be strictly enforced. Because I'm thinking about me. I just want to get the fuck home. Of course, you know, and where that happens, there's never a cop around to see, see it take place. Never. Yet in my neighborhood, my quiet little neighborhood, I could roll through a fucking stop sign in part of the neighborhood that didn't even finish building yet. And a cop will pop out of fucking nowhere. Where were you yesterday when I was stuck at a fucking light for 20 minutes because two shitbags can't read a sign? Fucker. Anyway, as I was doing some research and reading articles and stats and some of the trucking forums, I started to respect these guys a little more. I went into this originally ready to just bash the hell out of them and have so many examples of truck drivers being... Exactly how they are perceived, as I said earlier, psychopaths and meth heads. And as usual, once I started reading about the industry and all that it entails being a driver for one of these large pains in the ass companies, like I found out, I didn't know what I was talking about, apparently. I was just thinking about my inconvenience and how they inconvenience other people. Well, hmm. Excuse me. I never thought about why they do what they do, what they are dealing with on the road, and just how much bullshit some of these companies put give these guys or put these guys through. I still think they're annoying as hell and a nuisance, but their job is more of a pain in the ass on their end than I ever, re- <laughs> I ever, ever realized. I cannot fucking talk. I think I'm drinking too much coffee too fast instead of drinking alcohol. <clears throat> God damn it. For instance, there are forums that some of the, these drivers have that are dedicated to let everyone know in their industry. Um, basically, let them know who, what companies are good to work for and which ones to stay away from. Which ones are, are going to be the ones that are going to fuck you in the long run, short run, or whatever. Apparently, there are a lot of dirtbag companies out there that just treat their drivers like complete dog shit they're always looking to cut costs and sometimes a lot of times at the expense of the drivers themselves most of them you know are underpaid underappreciated underappreciated unappreciated and overworked from what i've read 
you <laughs> if you absolutely love driving all day, not being home for two weeks at a time, and aren't that concerned about how much money you make, then driving a semi is probably for you. A lot of the stuff I was going over, man, these some of these companies just absolutely treat them like garbage. But, you know, enough about feeling bad and boohooing for them. Some of the problems with these uh, with these things isn't always the trucks themselves or the drivers themselves. A lot of people just suck at driving and make it more difficult for everybody. But for truck drivers, it's even more of an annoyance when you're talking about shitty drivers. For instance, uh, on, on a website uh, found called truckingtruth.com, a guy that calls himself Trucker Mike wrote, uh, wrote a blog called why did truckers do that? Where he points out some of the annoyances of what they have to deal with and shit I never thought about, but it makes perfect sense when you, after I read it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, just go to truckingtruth.com and the blogs. Why do trucker truck drivers do that? For example, let's see. Uh, Why do truck drivers always ride next to each other and block traffic on the expressway? He writes, it irritates us just as much as it irritates you. Most, tru most trucks you see on the road have their speed governed between 60 and 65 miles an hour. So let's say there's a truck governed at 62 and one governed at 64. The faster truck will pull out and try to pass the slower truck. The faster truck only has two miles an hour to get around, so it takes a while as it is. But to make things worse, the terrain plays a big role too. Should those trucks hit an incline, the slower truck might be loaded lighter or pull hills better. So the faster truck has now become the slower truck until the incline ends. The trucks sort of get stuck next to each other. All the while, cars are piling up in the passing lane, getting upset, at the stupid truck driver. Well, and I'm, I'm guilty of that all the time. The truck being passed could slow down, but momentum is huge, is huge for these trucks. Letting up on the fuel just a little bit on an incline could set up a chain reaction where the truck will just keep slowing down, eating up more pricey fuel. Then it could take the truck a half a mile or longer just to get the speed back up. He writes, it's a situation that truck drivers hate just as much as everyone else on the road. When this happens, please don't tailgate us. We're doing our best. And we're not sitting around in the seat laughing because, <laughs> because of the backup we're causing. Riding next to another semi is dangerous, and we don't like doing it. But sometimes the small inclines catch us by surprise, and we get stuck. It doesn't take much of an incline to slow us down. Tailgating us will do no good at all. If we blow a tire, guess where the rubber is going to end up? Right on your windshield. We can't go any faster, even though we want to. Yeah, that's something I wanted to point out and bring up myself. Don't tailgate a truck. You have no idea what's going on in front of them. And that big chunk of steel they call a bumper on the back of the trailer itself, man, it will fuck up any car. <laughs> And like he said in the article, 
one of these tires blows up and cause a lot of damage. So don't don't be that guy. Don't tailgate a truck thinking he's gonna give a shit that you're tailgating. Let's see. He also writes, uh, "Why do truck drivers cut off cars?" And he replies, I see this happen almost every day. A truck will be in the right lane, then swing out into the left lane in front of a car to pass another vehicle, forcing the car in the left lane to hit its brakes. I don't condone this. It is dangerous, but there's a reason why they do this. It isn't because they're trying to prove a point or simply trying to be a jerk. Sometimes a truck will come up behind a vehicle that is traveling much slower. The driver has two choices, either hit the brakes, wait for an opening, then move into the left lane, or simply cut in while there there is space, even if that space is small. Let's see. The reason a lot of drivers decide to pull out into the left lane is because once they hit the brakes and lose that momentum, it can take them a very long time to build up to the speed again. This will cause traffic to back up behind and eat up a lot of fuel. It's usually a good idea if you see a truck approaching another vehicle at a fast closing rate, simply back off and flash your lights so you can you can let him know that it's okay for him to come over. You won't lose much time out of your day, and the driver will appreciate it. Um, let's see. You know, yeah. He goes on a little bit more about it, but, you know, I never thought of that either. You don't pay attention to what they're coming up on, and they'll just whip out in front of you when they get a chance. Um, And, you know, here I was just thinking they were being assholes. He goes on to why do they, uh, why do so many trucks run yellow and red lights? Because of momentum. They can't hit their brakes. They can't stop as quickly. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. All right, like he says, this one seems obvious, or this one should seem obvious, but it's clear that a lot of people think we just run them because we don't want to waste time at red light. The timing on stoplights is designed for cars. They do not allow ample time for a fully loaded truck to stop. So when that light turns yellow, Usually, if you have to think about whether we should stop or not, we just go. We will usually set up a point of no return, and once we hit that point, we're going to go no matter what the light does. I've heard some people say, trucks have 18 brakes and a car only has four. That's false. We actually have 10 brakes. That means if we have a fully loaded truck, each brake has to stop 8,000 pounds. We also do not have enough tire area contacting the road to utilize our brakes fully. The brakes will lock up the wheels, even fully loaded, so we can only brake so hard before the tires lock up, not to mention what slamming on the brakes does to our cargo. Please, if you see a a truck approaching an intersection, be damn sure he's stopping should the light change. It's another stressful experience for us. Lights changing right at the point of no return is dangerous, and we do our best to make the safest decision. I wouldn't say all of them do that, but I'm sure a majority of them do. The experienced less assholey of the bunch, but you know, <laughs> but that that clears up a lot of things for me. 
before I read that, I thought they were just being assholes again, you know? Again, I thought they were just being assholes when I saw that. Uh, but it makes perfect sense. Mm, let's see. Now, um, yeah, but anyway, check that out if you want to check out that blog post. It clears up a lot of things. I always thought they were just being fucking jerks. So, uh, so here are a few t- tips I compiled from various sources and the use of common sense and how to share the road with them to avoid getting your car punted into a ditch on the highway or something equally horrific. <laughs> Sorry, I had to switch the water. Caffeine was making me talking circles if you hadn't noticed um like because they are so large and heavy it's almost impossible for them to come to a sudden stop so avoid cutting them off in traffic also don't be that idiot to brake check an 18 wheeler that's not funny it's stupid brake checking is stupid but brake checking something that could weigh as much as 80,000 pounds big 80,000 pound missile on wheels it can't stop quickly and it'll just fucking disintegrate you and your Prius. Uh, avoid driving next to them or behind them for long periods of time. They can't see what's around them near as well as you can in your everyday car. Uh, if you notice a lot of trailers that they are hauling usually has some kind of phrase on the back, something to the extent of if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you or something to that effect. That's true. They can't see shit, really. Uh, Something else I read that I really pay attention to. Driving too close to them increases the chance of being involved in an accident. Commercial trucks brake suddenly, causing the vehicle to tip over or your vehicle to slide under its trailer. Hmm. High winds can cause rollovers. I've seen that, actually. Uh, like I said earlier, tire blowouts. That shit just explodes literally. Fragments go everywhere and it's going to hit your windshield and it can fuck up a windshield. Uh, they suggest always drive at least four seconds behind a commercial truck to give the driver plenty of space and yourself enough time to react to a truck's movements. Uh, what else did I find? Oh, give them a little space. Trucks can take up two lanes when making a wide turn. I see this all the time. I see this one all the time on my way home from work. Um, uh, like never take a, never pass a truck that is turning right on the right side as you could be trapped between the truck and the curb. I've seen mouth breathers do this, trying to be slick. And just end up causing more problems because the truck has to stop. And then he's blocked, so he's stuck. So it just creates a little traffic jam. And then the person in the car gets mad. Like, What did you think was going to happen? Also, when a truck is passing you, keep right and reduce your speed. This allows the truck driver more space for safe passing and gets you out of the truck's blind spot faster. Blah, blah, blah. It's basically common sense. Don't be a douche when driving around these guys. Anyway, I'm <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I did a little research in this. Initially, I was just going to bash the hell out of them. Call them names. Call them names like I always do. Um, 
all these years, as long as I've been driving, I just immediately thought these people were just assholes. It took a certain kind of asshole to drive a damn 18-wheeler or semi-truck or whatever you want to call it. Didn't care about anyone, thought, or, or didn't think that they gave a shit about anyone but themselves and that their job entitled them to be dickheads on the road. So I learned a little something, and hopefully you did too, because I have a... <laughs> I I still hate sharing the roads with these jackasses. But, not only can I really have any sympathy now, but at least I know why they do some of the shit they do and how much damage it can cause and what's involved being a damn truck driver. But it still doesn't take away the fact that I, you know, I still cuss them, still hate them. I cussed one today on my way home from work. Fucking asshole. But, at least I'm a little more educated now on why they are cocksuckers. But thank you for tuning in this episode. I had to make up for my last one, which was fucking horrible. Uh, I'm not my normal angry, snarky, or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck snarky means. I don't know why I use that. But not my usual angry self. Cussing and carrying on. Maybe it has to do with me not drinking this episode while I was recording. Coffee did not help. Boy, I think I babble more when I'm on coffee. Nah, I don't really babble more, but I talk in circles where I lose my train of thought and I have no idea if I'm repeating myself or not. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you liked it. Ooh. Where was I going with this? Hmm. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Dealing with Stupidity. And thank you for dealing with my stupidity. I know everyone knows someone that should hear this, would like to hear it. So please share it. Um, like I told you earlier, shoot me an email for you if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, complaints, or insults. And... Uh, <clears throat> I'll get back to my normal angry self next episode. I'm working on a few t- things I've done. I need to start stop researching so much, I think, because I start feeling bitter. Not bitter. That's the wrong fucking word. I start <laughs> having sympathy for some of the things I bitch about. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like I had to do this episode because I almost got killed last week by a fucking 18-wheeler. Still, Like I said, I still think they're cocksuckers. But now I, I know why they do what they do. So I hope this was something you could learn from. Maybe I'll record again this weekend. I don't know. But uh, thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. And like I said earlier... Ole Miss was not founded on racism. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Y'all aren't racists. I'm just fucking idiots. Anyway, have a great week.